Okay, here we go. We're back on the air. Welcome, everybody. This is episode, I don't know, I think we're on four, four. or five, four, four right now. We're it's out be, under contention. It's under protest. Yeah, we're not really sure exactly what episode we're on right now, but today we're coming from a different venue. We're at Travis's house today, more specifically on his porch, on his deck, I should on say. On the deck. We're on, on my big deck. On, on the big deck. We're out on the big deck. Nothing like being on a big deck, right, Justin? We just were mo- maneuvering his gigantic <laughs> dock, too, so <laughs> just saying. We've moved a lot of Travis's big shit today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah all right yeah this is how we start all right so um <laughs> before, uh, so before we get into this today travis uh not only are we sitting out on your big deck right now but uh we're surrounded by we're surrounded by brewer jerseys they're literally hanging from your rafters so you want to uh fill us in a little bit and tell us what we're what this is yeah, what this ambiance is all about yeah sure thank you so it's nothing earth shattering or whatnot i just wanted to give maybe uh us a little feel within the studio here and maybe the, the pontoons and uh, the other boats going by. Got uh, four game worn um, jerseys hanging up um, off the, uh, the eaves. Uh, not including, or not a um, uh, little bit different category, Josh Hader, a non game worn autographed jersey with a new style. And I've got some non game worn stuff that's adorning the, the fixtures. The, the out, uh, drinky stuff like that. It's nothing special other than I want um, us to, to realize it's game time and uh, you know, people coming by in the lake to maybe ask themselves what is that and maybe just maybe they'll be um, podcast subscribers someday. Is that a hater jersey of the new cream? Yeah, it is. The, the home cream? As a matter of fact, I think they described it as cream, which the only other time I've seen cream described in autograph or any kind of jersey are the San Francisco Giants home. They describe them as cream, not white. Interesting. Yeah, and it is pretty it is cream the color. same color. It, it is a cream color, and to call it white isn't isn't fair. I, I like oh. it. It's it's cool as hell, and that's that's part of the reason I'm such a fan of the, the Giants home jerseys. And I'm going to put that out there. I don't think they're, with the Brewers redesign, I know this is getting off topic, but the Brewers redesign jerseys, I thoroughly enjoy every single one of them, and it's my goal before the end of the season whatever sort of season there is, to have one of each one of them. Oh, no, neat, neat goal. And I, I know I don't have every every style of every um, jersey, um, but um, I, I, think they did, I think they did well. Obviously, there's a tremendous marketing and financial angle. That's why they do it, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, for, for teams like us, but, you know, let's be realistic. Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals, they don't fuck with it. And I think there's a reason behind it, and I think that's also – you know, well, and those are iconic yeah. franchises right. with history that go back, you know, a long way, lots of championships, which we don't have. So, and I think we can all agree that the Brewers jerseys have sucked since the early '90s when they switched from the from the iconic it's ball and glove to. But but you know, think think about that. It is a really difficult thing because there are just Dodgers and Yankees, and you can't. Right. If you're founded in the '70s, you can't. You're not iconic. Right, so I, I right. Think they did pretty well considering. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. some of the, you know, you look at the new teams and the challenges they have. Um, yeah. Some, some hit it, some don't. So, but, so um, I'm assuming the 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 cream comes from the the beer. Cream City. Exactly cream City. Yep. Cream right. City. Right. It's got yeah. to because I'm looking at the gold one, which is. Um, that's the Amber. That's the Jerry Naren, a coach. That was a that, that was a jersey he he wore. That. Um, you know, I don't know how many times, but certainly a game war in Jersey. That is the the, the barley theme, I believe. And, yep. yeah. You know, kind of the barley on the on the M cap. Yes. Right. 
Yep. I mean, do I, you know, how special is it? And I know we're going to talk about it, but how cool is it, regardless of what's happened with, the, you know, Milwaukee as the brewery city and whatnot, how cool is it to have a team whose logo has barley on it? Right, absolutely. <laughs> right. You know, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to foreshadow things that this may be a topic of a future podcast. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, right. I mean, our, our whole the, the mascot, everything is built around beer, I, right. you know, which yeah. what's is exactly what our podcast is all about. We're completely built around beer. So getting, exactly, right. So getting to it again, three brews in, the way we do it is we drink three beers before the podcast. We have done that right Wisconsin-based now. Wisconsin-based beers. Wisconsin-based beers. We are three beers in as we speak. Uh, Travis, you got the honor of picking the beer this week that we have now drank three of. So yeah. do you want to describe what we have? No, nope, I sure will. It's WPA. It's Wisconsin Pale Ale. Um, I need to refer to just a couple notes here. Um, and I think we both, or all three of us probably aren't surprised by this, Six point three percent ABV. South Shore Brewery. Um, boy, I'm not looking. I'm looking at a city here. I think maybe Ashland. What's it? It I. That's uh, a picture of the. It is Ashland. Yep. No, it's Ashland. Yeah. The logo for South Shore Brewery has the the Upper Peninsula, Michigan. I think that's Lake Superior. Uh, oh yeah, good God, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes, head, yes. Very long lacing. I'm hoping that's lasting. Hell, I don't know. I mean, there's there's the beer nerds that could really boil it down much, much more than we can. But I really, I really like the taste, fellas. You want to weigh in on what you think of it? I'm gonna it hold. Says, I'm gonna hold off on my right. It says Wisconsin grown based malts and hops mixed with fresh water from Lake Superior, which you know, even if I've never heard of like fresh water from like Lake a, Superior, like but a, yeah. Sewer drain. Right. Just when you say Lake Superior and whatever. Right. That, that just that doesn't it a neat connotation though. It's right. Like, this is what I should be drinking. Right. If I live in Wisconsin and I like beer. Ashland. So See, I've good for the marketing people. I've yeah. visited Ashland once or twice. I don't recall South Shore Brewery at all. So. How long ago were you there? I mean, they popped up like weeds. Two years. Two years ago. So. If it might be new, I don't. I have no idea yeah. when this was founded. So. Well, I, I did do a little reading earlier. Um, 1995, I think they call themselves hmm. the earliest, oh boy, where did I see it, um, the earliest um, Wisconsin microbrewery. Huh. So I, I think they were on top of things early, and I, my guess is they have a niche following. And sure. They're not enormous. Right. Um, Maybe I didn't get to that I'm side of Main Street. Washburn and Ashland. Yep. Um, they're producers of stylistic and innovative lagers and ales. And then they throw in the bullshit, think globally, drink locally. I'm not a real fan of that, but... The, they are a part of the Independent Craft Brewers Association. So, so... I don't know, I, I like it. Ashland and, and Washburn, you mentioned. Do you know the, the names of the mascots of those schools? Two of the best mascot oh, names. You know oh! What? I'll tell you what, if you give me a hint on Washburn, I'll be able to tell you... It's because of a family thing. I've got a aunt who was a Washburn graduate okay. who talked about it. Give me like a letter or something. I'd come up. Well, I thought it was based on the shape of their high school. Oh hell, I don't know. Penises? I, no, I. That would be great. No, I think their high school looks like a castle. It is castle guards. Ca- yes, castle guards. Castle guards. Yes. And that is exactly true because I remember my dad a hundred years ago making fun of his sister-in-law because she was a Washburn Castle Guard. Yep. Right. <laughs> and so, so Ashland is also pretty cool too. They have 
Um, you know what an ordock is? No. Is that what we just put in the water? That was just a boat dock. Okay. Do you know what I watched yesterday and this morning? 1984 documentary on these lake freighters, these ore carriers. Ooh. The 700 footers and bigger. Yeah. William Clay Ford. Heard of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Um, you know, they, it, this was like 10 years after the Fitzgerald went down, so they did all these specials on, oh boy, how dangerous it is, which obviously it is. And they talked about the these war carriers and the, I guess, like the Taconite. Some fascinating stuff. And, hmm. oh, we didn't talk about this uh, ahead of time, but um, the lifestyles of these these folks and their schedule. Oh, I can only imagine. So YouTube, right. Lake Superior ore carriers hmm. for... The three nerds out there, like me, that think that's cool. Tech, I know right? everybody else, and you know, our four listeners are probably down to three now. And the but one one really person that's quasi interested. Yeah. Yet, but they talk about. And by the way, Lake Huron is known for the deadliest and nastiest weather per capita per square mile. Look up the 1913. Do it right now, Coach. 1913 Lake Huron storm. What, you don't have the ability to do that, you're... I'm getting there. Like I'm on Mars <laughs> As because he, it'll show that I'm not making this up. 1913 Lake Huron. And, you know, I, and I only... I only there's, I'm having a weird sense of deja vu right now because I'm fairly certain a uh, circuit court judge told me to look this up too like a year ago. I'm having the craziest deja vu right now. Why would he do that? Uh, we got really sidetracked when I was having stuff sign for like a uh, what you do for a living right okay uh the great storm of 1913 it was three days long oh we just read a brief thing because i'm <laughs> the great lake storm of 1913 historically referred to as the big blow <laughs> good good that's what she said <laughs> or the white hurricane was a blizzard and hurricane force winds that devastated the great lakes basin in the midwestern united states and ontario canada from november 7th to november 10th 1913 wow uh, look at that it devastated one tiny corner of lake huron and it's called the big blow and what, what lake was that coach i'm uh, the wall it went through See, there were two of them. There were two of them, and part of it went through Superior and Michigan, and then through the corner of Lake Huron. Yes, Lake Huron. There were $1 million in lost cargoes, which is pretty substantial for 1913, or whatever the hell it was. So There were $2.3 million for vessels lost, totally. That's big. So... The whole point of what we're talking yeah. about is so the, the the Washburn Castle Guards and the Ashland Ore Dockers. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to. Well, let's uh, save this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Here. All right. So we're moving on. Are we. Are we going to? Can we, we to open this fourth beer? Because I'm thirsty. I think we yeah. Can stay with yeah. I, I I think so too. Yep. We're in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's. Yeah. All right. So okay. we're opening number our four. Ga- our guest is in studio now. All right. Oh, hold on! I can't get it in. Yeah, that's what she said. Shit, hold on. What are you oh, doing? I have no idea. This one's not opening as well, well as the other one. We'll just take oh, a there. pause while Justin opens up his Give me your can opener. I can't. For whatever reason, it's this one is. a bottle opener, first of all. But Shut your face. You don't have to get that close. I'm like, you're at a good distance there, by the way. <sighs> Did you get it, Justin? They got it that time. Yay, Justin's beer's open. All right. So, 
I don't know what, what happened with that one. I opened the last one with this opener and it was just fine. Okay, so we're open now. Do we want to cover the bottle throwing right. the bottle throwing event? So we, we saved all our empties um, from the first three beers that, that each of us drank. And we're going to kind of start a new tradition on through three brews in where we throw either our empty bottles or our bottle caps or whatever, depending on where we're at. Well, I, it depends Go, on where we're at. Depends on where we're at. If we're in a basement, we don't want to throw a throw an empty bottle, right? So, well, I mean, if we're see, I still I'm still stuck on this like change of scenery where it's uh, we're we're on this gigantic we're on Travis's gigantic deck overlooking this beautiful lake. And I am still missing the suit of armor that's typically to my right hand side, looking at me, staring oh, at me that's like in, in my that's basement? in your basement. Yeah, right. So, right. Uh, Travis, if we're gonna do it out here again, I, I need something intimidating staring me down from the corner, saying, "Don't be a douchebag." Uh, point well taken. <laughs> I will go to work on that, Justin. I don't know where to go from uh, that. Um, so we have our empties sitting here. We've got Travis. Do you want to explain what you did here? explain it mm -hmm. so um i don't know we're elevated shit six feet I'm, I'm not totally sure but we each have three empty bottles minimum and we've got your standard uh, trash can and we are going to start um it's going to be uh, you don't know if we're going to do it this way it's weekly we, and seasonal the worst accuracy the person that makes the worst is going to buy the beer for the next episode so we're at a distance where it's reasonable it's not super easy but i mean i gotta believe we're going to have a couple of uh a couple folks make it so i will lead the way as a leader and we'll go individual we'll go josh then um then justin until we've each thrown our three we're doing it right now yeah why don't okay. we so All the right. person not throwing we'll we'll kind of give a little play-by-play -play. i will be throwing all right mm, travis is up here he's gonna go from the corner of the deck i'm a little concerned that he almost fell Ooh, he touched about two corner or two sides of that uh, he uh trash it. can he he circled the rim but it popped out now josh is up he has to circle uh, or uh, drain his uh wetness did he make it? Nope. Nope. Oh, nope. he sh he was short on that one. Previous shooters, to include myself, have hit the rim. Now we got Justin. You got to move though. Coach, oh, he's dealing with a hummingbird feeder, and he does not look prepared. Oh, that is just silliness. Nope. Um, that that was a, that was not a good effort. That's exactly how my wife would have tried. Just so. a bit outside. <laughs> he he hit that hard in the back, but it flopped. Um, Josh, Josh, yes. Josh is in. Josh is in. He's got the first score. Mm. Justin, let's see if he can do just a little bit better than that first effort. Boy, oh boy, I wonder if his grandmother. Yeah, he <laughs> missed everything. I hit the bin. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Anybody? <laughs> All right. Well, yep. Travis is up again. We'll expect <laughs> much of the same. All right. Short and hard. We're going to see if Josh can make two in a row. Oh, where's my where's my bottle? Off a oh, tree. No. And we're uh, we're down to, uh, here we go, Justin. Let's see if he can get anywhere near successful. <laughs> we just want him. We're, he's the eighth place millennial kid here. Yeah, it was a little better, but so we are one for nine. 
Josh, Josh hit one. Excellent. Hey, so however much you kind of a runoff before the end. So Travis, however much you want to make fun of my style there, uh, you made as many as I did. So at the end of the day, if we measure it strictly by success, which I think the world should be measured by, we are tied, and both of us are well, very good. And we got three more to, to go at this before the end yeah. of the day. And yeah. I'm not sure uh, you're going to get any better, because I work <laughs> where I improve <laughs> as I drink. And it's been pretty much a historic thing with me, whether it be power tools or playing pool or traps. I get much better playing traps. That's fair. So we're we're about 15 minutes into this. And we haven't once mentioned baseball or anything about baseball. Well, so. we talked about the jerseys for a couple minutes. Oh, right. Yeah, fair enough. So, Travis, I we, we have our first ever guest on Three Brews In. And uh, Travis, kind of near and dear to your heart. So why don't you uh, lead us in? We do. And, and, and thank you. And I'm going to be uh, physically um, and, um, well, physically handing over the microphone um, here in a second. My mother, Karen Fuller is going to be joining us. Um, she's going to be open for questions. She doesn't have any kind of uh, planned uh, monologue as far as uh, baseball goes, and I, I don't know. I hope she's not nervous. Um, if she is, well, maybe that's not a bad thing. No, maybe that's we we've, we've gained some kind of a claim or some kind of whatever. Right? Absolutely. We're very intimidating here on Three Brews right, In. She's not afraid to go for the popcorn. She has the most, I don't know, anti-baseball brewer outfit ever on. I don't even know how you would describe it. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Justin. So, yeah, we can, you know, we can communicate a little bit back and forth. Okay. She might, well, I haven't introduced you yet. Oh. You can't start talking about it. Um, <laughs> but um, but uh, I'll, I'll say very sincerely, yeah, from an, um, uh, an emotional standpoint, my love for baseball is directly related um, to my mother's influence and um, led me to to, to to play the game she's sipping on. Well, you, you want to comment on that before we get to Yes, I would like to be offered something to drink. Oh, I don't blame you a <laughs> Thank you, son. So, so, Travis, you invited the guest on and then probably gave her <laughs> nothing to drink, drink whatsoever. You, so, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't leave. Why don't you... Here. You even yeah. said that you were going to get her a drink, and then you never followed through with yeah. the idea. Yeah. Something uh, about a brandy. So I, I was just yeah. about to say something kind of special. And, um, Please do. Well, I, I will. Jesus. <laughs> That's that, good to show on the road. <laughs> First of all, I wasn't supposed to be able to two, so then he calls me up at 1220 to say, where are you, mother? <laughs> And uh, he said, oh, you didn't get the change in time. I said, no, I didn't. Well, we'll and, and I tried to apologize yeah. if you want to rub my nose in it. That's great. <laughs> we'll, but we'll blame that on, on our intern you know, who was supposed many, to coordinate all the of The intern was supposed to Let coordinate the guests. Yeah. Yes. How many 51-year-old kids give two shits less about their mid-70s, late 70s, wherever the hell you are at mother to invite them to something like this? You're a lucky one yes, yes, I am. You are, right? You really don't know how old I am? Yeah, you're, you're, you're 75. No, I'm not. You're 76. Yes, be I am. In September 5th. 77. So Travis, you know what I mean. So anyway, so here, here <laughs> yeah. my mother. Yes. Is a tremendously huge baseball fan, and has a memory that's really amazing, especially for the the the, the deeper stuff, the 50s, 60s, etc. 
and um, you know I could ask questions and I know I, I will we're gonna keep her we're gonna try to keep her on on track here and we're gonna get her that brandy very soon very soon she's gonna claim yeah could you just maybe yell into Amy hey get grandma a brandy <laughs> intern yeah <laughs> but uh, stand hey, by Amy? Travis wants me to ask you to get her mom a brandy. <laughs> there we go. Hey, hey, ordered. refreshments are on the way. Yeah. New wig? No, it's not. It's actually okay. in my old wigs. Yeah, <laughs> it's just sarcastic. I know it's an old one. I've seen that. Have you seen that it one? It looks like a little weather. Oh, Where are you going now? Oh, well, good, good. Oh, you so, wrote props. Um, yeah. Props that no one can see. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> we can't see them. So, why don't we just start out okay. with this? Yes. What? Um, tell us about being a little girl in baseball and what got you? What got you interested? And you do have to talk fairly close to. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Oh, no, not, not that one. Not with that one. Nope. Oh, not so, the, oh. With your, your background, Moa. My just kind of well, start with that where you grew up. Well, no, really, be my background would be Eau Claire getting started in baseball. Okay. The Eau Claire Bears, where I got to see Henry Aaron play. Oh so, my God. I didn't know you, you saw him. Oh, yeah, I saw him. Saw Henry and play. He used to walk by John, Travis' dad's house, on his, house Grandpa Joe's water. house on his way in Water Street water. and get tomatoes. Grandpa Joe would give Henry and tomatoes on his way to the ballpark. Verified true story. Yeah. And when, Henry Aaron was playing uh -huh. and when Henry Aaron was playing in Eau Claire, they had his name spelled A-R-O-N, and he was too nervous. He was an 18-year-old kid from the South. He was so nervous. And he used to be at my grandma's house a lot with, uh, was it Philippe Lou? They would sit out on their porch. My grandma had a rooming house and, room and rented to some of the Eau Claire Bears Fo players. Did you say Philippe Lou? I'm trying to think if he played for the Bears. Well, I know, but some several of the players. Lou played for the Brewers at least. Yeah. Yeah. I know, well, maybe it wasn't for the Bears, and I may be getting mixed up with a few other ones. But Billy Bruton. Update. Update. She has a drink. I have a drink. Billy Bruton played though. Billy Bruton, West Covington. I have all their autographs. Cool. I have all their autographs from so, the '50s. So then, when we left, in fact. Start talking. I gotta get something. So what were the Bears? An affiliate of a major league of Milwaukee. They were, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Way yeah. the Milwaukee Braves. They were Class B. Braves. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was the Eau Claire Bears. Class okay. B, you said, right? No, Class D. Actually, Class they're in the D. Northern oh, League. Right. Class D. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, in fact, for Easter one year, my my sister and I and my two friends, Connie and Sharon, you, everyone, everyone got you know, Easter things, and all we wanted were team jackets. <laughs> And I was like nine, ten years old. So I've always, always liked. In fact, we subscribed to sports magazine as little girls, where my friends were getting all these movie star magazines and all these different things. But we just wanted, we just wanted baseball stuff. You so, were always a little taller and maybe a little darker than a lot of the girls, <laughs> and were. And I say that in a nice way because. Well, I don't know if it was dorky. Well, I was very athletic. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. girls' athletics weren't uh -huh. emphasized, and that's a shame. I and never, I, and no, I, I never were. I still have my picture from yeah. when I was, got second place in the decathlon. Every year they held a decathlon at boys' school. Not the power tool decathlon? No, no, no that. I, it was an action decathlon held at, held at Boyd Park. And then I won a speed skating medal in fifth grade. <laughs> my name was announced on, over the in, intercom at Randall School. <laughs> so... So, Henry Aaron was given tomatoes as like a snack? Did yeah, you know yeah, he would walk by on his way to Carson Park, and Grandpa Joe had a big tomato garden. Yeah. yeah. As, as the story goes, um, you know, Hank Aaron, unfortunately, didn't have real um, positive memories of, of a player because of the, the rampant racism, and Grandpa Joe was actually one of the, the people that didn't feel that way, 
and had no clue who uh, who Hank Aaron was. And at that time, you're not Hank Aaron, you're just anybody that <laughs> plays for the team. They didn't give two shits less about baseball. But the story I've heard through Grandpa one time and through his daughters, my aunt, was he um, he gave him and, a, and another a player tomatoes and in sometime in the 80s, before his death, he made the comment, I hear he became quite a ball player. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I verified, and he did live right in the Niagara Broadway or whatever, whatever, whatever oh. world. And, then, yeah, Hank Aaron was, and, you know, and, and my, my guess is, so what, what, what do you got? I'll what just did, stop oh, this, right okay, now. Okay, well, what, this what, is what, a baseball scrapbook. Could you maybe... Um, a baseball scrapbook, probably from Nate. Oh, this belongs to Karen Clay's 90 and Omni Street, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, so that would have been. Could you show that to the. Um, yeah, and it says this the, baseball the scrapbook belongs to Karen Clay's, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Don't touch. Right. <laughs> this is like 1952 or 53. No, that's wow. great stuff. That's wonderful stuff. Yeah. I feel like I need to have white gloves on right now. Right. Yeah, yeah maybe. I Milwaukee mean. Braves, 1954 yearbook. Oh my yeah. gosh! And then when we and then when we moved to the Milwaukee she, area, does she need to get closer? She okay. oh, and then no, I, I'm just curious. I don't know if she does. And then when we moved to the Milwaukee area, we lived on 84th Street. And then I was just going to start high school the next year, and we found out that the people renting our house was a pitcher for the Milwaukee Braves, Bob Trowbridge. And of course, being so baseball crazy, I wrote a letter saying, "My sister and I, if you need any babysitters, because they had two little girls at the time, a newborn and a 14-month-old." And so when they moved in, so we got to babysit them for over two years while Bob pitched for the pitch for the Milwaukee Braves. So back in the day, you could write a letter to the team. No, I wrote a letter to no, I wrote a letter to, to Bob Trowbridge. To the individual player. Individual player. Wow. Oh yeah. So for also, so for two years, we babysat, and then they named their third child after my sister, Lynn. Did you hear that? This is no. They named my. They had another daughter, and then they named her Lynn after my sister. So you have just to to, to reframe this, right. you. Have a a, a a a verified story in which a Milwaukee Braves player named their child after your sister. Exactly. Pretty good. Pretty cool. It is. Deal. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's, that's awesome. One of the coolest things I've ever. Heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so I mean it, it really was neat. And then and then we were so excited because back in the day when you babysat, we each got paid a dollar an hour. And that was because we always babysit together. And that was unheard of. Normally, babysitting rates were like 30, 35 cents an hour. But we got a dollar an oh. hour. Oh. God, I wish that was it now. And then, <laughs> Bob had, we had a host fire in 1984. This is my autographed baseball in the 1957 World Champions. Bob gave oh, each my sister and I one. And it went through the fire and hit Henry Aaron's, Eddie Matthews, all their oh, autographs. Shit, I didn't oh, know that man. existed. You didn't know that I still had. Well, I just can't throw it away. I know it. God damn it. I know it. I, that's, that's a hard one to look at. Yeah. That's, and my and their World Series check for winning the World Series was seventy five hundred dollars. And Bob. That was a lot of babysitting. Yeah, yeah, seventy five hundred dollars. Just think of what they get now per share. Right. And, and poor Bob did. He went out and he bought his wife Fran. This is, this is a great story. Yeah, he bought yeah. his, uh, yeah, his wife Fran a uh, gold bracelet, and he had her initials put on. He paid three four $4,000 for it, and he had her initials put on. It was Frances Agnes Trowbridge, which spells out fat. And she was and a she, bigger brand of girl, right? Yeah, and she was big, and, he, and she refused to wear it. <laughs> I felt you know, so i, I got to tell you, Bob. Sorry for him. I, I get yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't not notice that, yeah. Bob. <laughs> 
Well, no, I think the jeweler. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to yeah. intervene there. Well, I think the jeweler should have known better than to Somebody. put that on too. Right. Mm-hmm. Even, even if she weighs 103 yeah. pounds, sir, yeah. this says fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just had their fourth baby besides, so she wasn't in the best of shape. But it was kind of oh, <laughs> was kind of sad about that, though, <laughs> as we never got to go into any of the World Series games because we babysat for all of them. But we did go to a couple of games. Just think of that. We were sitting next to Barbara Aaron, Henry's wife. Uh, Barbara Aaron was there, and Eddie Matthews' wife, Regine, was there. Wow. So we got to sit. We only time ever I wasn't in the bleachers when we got tickets from Bob, and we'd get to sit behind home plate with all the brewers' wives. So that was really kind of neat. That, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, know what say. I don't, <laughs> don't know what to say. That's <laughs> I told fantastic. You. Mm-hmm. I told you. You weren't lying. So, hey, so, oh, no. Wow. So, hey, you talked about... What was the the picture day? Oh, camera night at County Stadium. Yeah. Oh, that camera. was so neat. Every year they had camera night where people could go out with their and I had a little brownie camera, then go out in the go out in the field and have their pictures taken with the players. So you could go up and stand to them and people would take pictures. And this is Jeez. the one of me and Eddie Matthews. Oh my god. No so, way. Yeah. I'll be damned. Fun. That's and, fantastic. And hearing with Bobby Bragan, I think that was the manager then. But we would get to take pictures of them, and and, and then, but you know you just would never hear of that nowadays. Anyone could go out in the field, and players would stand around, and they were so nice and so gentlemanly, and yeah. He kind of looks like he's whispering something in your ear. Yeah. Right there. I think he was. I think he was. I would have been 19, I think. She's oh, she's over the age of consent. Oh, so sure. he's definitely whispering something in I your think ear. Maybe right there. I wish it was Eddie whispering in my ear. Oh, he was so. Oh God, he was. Oh, he was yes. so cute. <laughs> he, was, he was so incredibly handsome, Eddie Matthews. He really was. But poor Bob Torbett's getting back to him. You know, he was a big drinker, and he died of alcoholism at 50. Oh, 50? Yeah. 50. Wow. He was very, very young. Yeah. Cause I, I kept in us. touch with Fran <laughs> for many years afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. Clearly, I'm doing okay. Uh-huh. So were you in Milwaukee when they moved? Uh, no, I just got married, mm. and that was that was a sad. Yeah, they had what? What did they have? Only two, three thousand people at their last game there. Oh. What happened? Why did people stop going to their games? I, they just were so devastated what Lou Perini did and moved the moved the team to Atlanta. They just couldn't handle it. It was just. No, but what, what led to the the move? I guess was it just a strictly financial? They just weren't. I, I think it had to be. They wanted a bigger market. Yeah, I mean. Okay, yeah, they sure. wanted a bigger market. Yeah, that was that was really not very hard. The only ones, right? I mean, mm-hmm. but yes, that the that the crowds. Two, three, four years prior to the move, weren't, oh. weren't great. Oh, oh, they were unbelievably great. I mean, they oh, were. Oh, oh, you mean? Okay. Oh, you mean? Oh, I thought you meant the crowds for the World Series stuff. No, no, I'm no, no about attendance. Prior no. to the move, right? Attendance had dwindled. Yeah. Okay. Well, you remember too, don't you? Because you weren't in on any of those, though. Remember Dime Beer Night? The ten cent beer, ten cent beer night at County <laughs> hey, Stadium. Tell, tell, oh. the uncle, <laughs> tell the uncle. Tell the tell the my dad, Uncle uh-huh. Dennis, ten cent beer night story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, John, my husband Travis's dad, and Dennis, my sister's husband, and my dad. Yeah, I went to Dime Beer Night. It was unlimited. You could get, you can bring that. Oh, God. 10, 12, 14 at a time for 10 cents. So basically, oh, yeah. basically yeah. beer yeah. as long for, as you yeah. get for, for the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh. For the game, no, yeah. No, like, seventh inning cut off or anything? I, oh, it's happened. Oh, oh, but they, oh. And you know what, if they'd gone extra innings, yeah. they would have kept it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but didn't you, what was the story about? Wasn't there some story about your dad? And well, yeah, well, that's. Well, son-in-law that was just. Well, no, the. Call him a. 
dumb drunk Polak or something. I don't know. I do not remember oh, that, but I'm sure he, I'm sure he has in the yeah. past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, on the way, you know. but on the way home that night, so my dad was driving, he got pulled over the cops, he was going the wrong way on the freeway oh, or something. God. And he said the guy was so nice, and he, I guess he made some joke to me, he said, I think I know where you fellows are coming from. <laughs> and I'm here tonight. But he was a, what, what year would that have been? Well, that would have been, um, About. hmm, well, mid-60s, let's go with that. Well, no, but I think, mid-60s, see, for some reason I thought you were born already. I thought you were with me. I thought it was maybe late-60s. I don't know. Well, no, it couldn't be, because they were gone. Yeah, I don't know. But that's, uh, uh-huh. but that's, that's the yeah. thing, and it's got I, don't know, I, I don't know if during the first episode we brought up the two-fisted slopper or not. Yes. Yes. It's, it's one of the things, and Ma, you remember it, right? Oh, they're two-fisted? Yeah, what do you remember about that? County Stadium. Come huh? on, oh, bring refresh me. You know when they did the jumbotron about the two-fisted slop. Oh yeah, yeah. They always they always had that up. Contact a, a deputy or. Oh yeah, oh, right now I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And only in Wisconsin, uh-huh. right? Do you have the two-fisted slop? Not just the one fist. Uh-huh. You've had too much, but yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So. And you advise in Milwaukee. You know, that cleaning stuff? Yeah. You would, get, you would get these pictures of all these players. And so... so what do you tell us uh, what you have there, John? Okay. That's Andy Pafko, I think, right? It is Andy Pafko. Yeah, those are from the oh my early 50s. So you buy Spick and Span yeah. and you get a... I wish I would have had more of them. So it's, yeah, in the corner, Spick and Span, the choice of your favorite Braves. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of neat. Was a drink so Robert Poole? Good. We can get your eye if you need it, man. Oh. I mean, this is that's, this is no time to, to be responsible. No. Could I get you a Brewer shirt or a T-shirt? This or might a be uh, Edwin Matthews Jr. Being Andy Matthews. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So, and, and these are all the pictures, you know, like the Yankees when they opened the World Series and stuff in Milwaukee. So, oh, hey, uh, Joe Adwick. Time for Adwick's. Um, yes. we just take as we're as we're digesting Adcock. these pictures? Could we yep. take a quick break? Let's take sure. a let's take okay. a break. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Oh, we're starting. Oh, okay, and no, uh, we're we're, we're back okay. now. You're Thank okay. you. We have a brief little hiatus. We're about to uh, open up another other drink here. Justin's playing on his phone. I don't have an opener. Uh, that sounds like Douche a you bag. problem. <laughs> here we go. Two. As usual, oh still having trouble with the opener. Yay! Good job, Justin. Shut up. Okay, so we're still talking to Mrs. Q. Mrs. Q, would you mind telling about the piece of mortar that's okay. in front of you? Well, this is a brick. Travis actually was at a Brewers game with me when they were selling these in the gift store. This is a brick from the original County Stadium when they did demolition and they were selling them. I forgot how much we paid for it, but I remember, and I have the auth- certificate of authenticity. Also, oh, was that at Miller ever. Park? You know this is at Miller I Park. I think the I have the, the, the certificate. Yeah, it's really well, neat. I, I, mean, I thought Mrs. Q said she couldn't get it off the wall. No, I couldn't get it off the wall. I have the certificate. It's on Whatever my wall. Whatever you have is I a... have another... You know what? I'm not so sure I don't have a brick myself. Well, maybe you... I think mm-hmm. you might have bought a brick, yeah. too. You might right. have. But it that's was really kind of neat. I think they were selling them for $5. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, but it, I would have bought it. Was well worth it. Cause this really, yeah. I mean, it was a really, a really sad time when they were tearing that down and everything. And then the 
tragic accident, you know, that happened with the three construction with the workers. the crane, yep. Yep. Building Miller Park. Two, two thousand or ninety nine because no, no, I think it was, was ninety nine because to be. they were gonna open in two thousand and she ended up having to open up in O one I think. I, I, think I think the crane was ninety nine. It was O one I know it was O one because my what the crane? No you know the, uh, the when opener? when the, the opener. when it was the opener was canceled because my class reunion we were having so our you're saying the opener was old too yeah we were having oh. a pre-party we know we were oh. having a pre-party class reunion in Milwaukee it was going to be it but it was canceled because of because of 901 so July 14th 1999 was the yeah. crane collapse yeah uh, mm-hmm. three yeah. people died the they call it big blue crane collapse <laughs> did that set them back a year. It set them back a full year a full because year. they were going to be opening for mm-hmm. the zero zero season. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. They were that close, and they, they really right. were at the yeah. stage where they were doing roof panels, and that's what it was. And it was a direct violation of the pre-agreed upon wind speed on when you do the, they called them picks in the world of what they do. Mm-hmm. And this big blue, which was either Daihatsu or it was a um, Mitsubishi, Japanese, wasn't Mitsubishi, it? I think Mitsubishi, he's right. Whatever. You're right. Uh, Mitsubishi yep. Heavy Industries. Yeah. It was. And so You're right. They, it was basically a pin that, that split and shattered. But at the end of the day was, there was a lot of civil litigation because, oh boy, yeah, it did break because you lifted in winds that were yeah. in excess of the, what we said. So the boom was, was rated. The boom was rated for 20 miles per hour. There were constant wind speeds of 20 to 21 miles per hour with gusts up to 20 and 20, and 26. There was, wow. And there was kind of one guy, and no, I don't remember his name or, or who he represented, but basically that day literally walked off the site saying something very bad is going to happen if we do this today, and mm. there you go. And it did. And it, and, it, and, it, and it did. So this, this was not a hindsight is 2020. This was a we need to get this project done within a certain time yeah. frame. And what had the winds been less, it would have gone without instant. But instead of following their pre-prescribed rules, they, they violated them. So the have, three you firms seen, have you guys been there at Miller Park to see the... Yep. Oh, yeah. The statue of the... The, statue the, yep. the, yep. the three firms uh, yeah. that were involved in the construction were fined a half a million dollars, and there was yeah. an undisclosed total of over $99 million did, in, did, in, did, in did lawsuits. Did anyone um, come under any criminal, or was it all civil? It was all civil. Yeah. It was... Um, yeah. Boy, sad as hell because that yes. really oh, was avoidable. Because yeah. there were right. people saying, "Time out, we shouldn't do this," and mm-hmm. they forged right. ahead. So. That's too bad. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, so I, I, I've got a little tidbit with this, and and we brought this up off off air uh, when I knew this Miller or this uh, County Stadium brick was coming up, and this this is Quella's extensive uh, history of. Of going to games at County Stadium, Brewer games at County Stadium, and I was thinking back, and I've been to more Packers football games at County Stadium than I have Brewers baseball games. Just get just given my my age, I've been to I, I, three I will, Packer so games. Let me at just County interject Stadium. very quickly. Yeah. The only um, Packer game I was ever at at County Stadium was 1994. And it was Brett Favre's and the Packers' last game at County Stadium. Oh my God! And Brett had that reaching touchdown at the end of the game, and I don't think there could legitimately be worse seats because it wasn't just worse seats when you gauge like a football stadium or a baseball stadium, but because when you try to make a baseball stadium football, it was incredibly. Was that with the last chance? I don't think you could reach that number. 
No, you know, I think it was Falcons. It was the Falcons. No, no, but I said, wasn't that the last chance bus trip? 100% was the Falcons. No, 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 no. no. It was Troy and I. Because I remember Tim Golden was nice enough to work my midnight shift so I could get started. But, yeah, it was uh, was just... You... (laughs) Yes. Well, you, you guys probably don't remember about the old Milwaukee Braves was that it used to be in Milwaukee because they were such a hit and everything. And I was in high school from 57 to 61. And every opening day at County Stadium, you, you got to skip school. To, I mean, to go to the game, it was a legitimate excuse. You, oh. could, you could skip school to go to opening day at County Stadium. And, and, and you so, know what, for what it's worth, yeah. what a good idea. Yeah, it was. The, yes. the yes. cultural and yes. the neighborhood and everything, the yeah. skills that you can... But the really rest, of, but the re- no, but the rest of the story is they only did that for a few years, and then in my senior year of high school, we had gone to every opening day. They because they decided found out that about ninety percent of the people really didn't go to the game; <laughs> they just skipped school. Yeah. But of course, I went to the well, game. You, you, you certainly. Went I went to the game. game. Nancy and I, my girlfriend, and I, we walked over is that there. Nancy Clemma, by Nancy Clemma, yes, it was. So yeah. anyway, so we wrote. Now get this: this was so rotten a thing to do. But so we wrote. We wrote a note and signed it because my mother and dad, I mean, there's no way my dad ever would have excused it. And so we wrote our own excuse and signed my dad's name to it that we were, Karen was home sick today. Karen was home sick today and we came back and I always wore glasses and I came back sunburned from sitting in the bleachers, you know. (laughs) The tickets are like 50 cents a piece. And my dad, my... He he wanted a penalty? No, well, I don't know. I think he was just, you know, you pay, I mean, pay the penalty. pay your penalty? Yeah, so he didn't, yeah, so he wasn't going to show us any leniency. So, um... So anyway, so because of that, because my dad went silent and they found out that we were lying. So for 20 days, Nancy and I had to sit in an hour detention after school at Nathan Hill High School for 20 days, days That's detention. Brutal. That's a prison. 20 sentence. days detention. That, that from, shows a little bit yeah. of a. Twenty sure. days detention, and yeah. boy, you didn't talk, and you didn't talk, and you the utmost respect. So just because my dad went vouch that I was sick, and he said, "No, no way, I'm going to say you were home." You know, well, number one, the way we looked, we were tan and sunburned, and <laughs> but but they quit doing it. You know, they quit doing it because too many people took advantage of just being off, and yeah. they never well, went to the game. But we went to the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also yeah, that one one time when we were in Milwaukee after Lynn and I and Claudia, we went to where the all the brewers hang out and had pictures with um. We took him in some what bar? Well, you weren't with me, but there was some bar. We had a bunch of pictures taken with a bunch of the players. Now I forgot who they were and all. So go ahead. Uh, did you have uh, someone about your mom's arm? Um, my mother. I we're not going to do it today, but my guess is if we were to separate ourselves by about sixty feet, she could throw a baseball harder than ninety-nine. <laughs> Point something percent of not just males or females, but anybody her age. She um at 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 at, at my peak, I was I was blessed with a good arm, but a bad brain and um, no control and whatnot. But I could really throw a baseball, and I think part of it was probably genetics or whatnot. But she could always throw a baseball, and up until I was probably fourteen or fifteen, maybe fourteen. She could catch me, and I was starting to throw fairly hard by any, you know, moms or, I don't know when they stop playing catch. Maybe they don't usually start playing catch with <laughs> right. kids. But when do you stop playing catch when a kid can throw like 70 yeah. probably, right? <laughs> I and, uh, and she could do it, and we had this old first baseman's glove, and she could catch. And if you asked her, she didn't use the best, like, wind-up skills or whatnot, but I swear to God, she could bring that ball crazier than than, than anything. She and, could pop the mid, uh, is what you're saying. She could pop the mid, <laughs> snap it by the one. 
what whatever and um hey. you know maybe maybe in some future broadcast we could include a me proving this there's no yes. video to there's no you know back in the day because certainly in night or in 2000 um I did play fast pitch softball. Yeah, you she know. did. But you in know, 2020, oh, there's no married. way she can throw as hard no. as she did oh, in 1980. No. Right. But I would guarantee you that she could still throw him and and val- validate what I'm saying. It was. Uh, well, we'll have to get a little snippet of that and throw it up on the uh, yes. website. Or Thank you for taking yeah. the time. Well, I can't Absolutely. believe it. When I think back, I was thinking about this on the way home with you pitching to me just with me catching without any condition i mean just oh, catching yeah, in the backyard yeah. and how hard you were throwing i think yeah. about that but i did play fast pitch softball in milwaukee and Eau Claire. Oh, but that's fast pitch yeah. that's other i know, yeah. I know the whole idea with fast pitch and not to get into some genetic conversation at the end of the day the overhand i know, you know there's a reason there's not an overhand throwing female league it's just yeah different yeah. but she can she can really throw the ball and to this day I guarantee you she could impress you. That's awesome. Well, Mrs. Q, thank you for You're being on the show. You're very welcome and thank and I was honored to be a part of this. And yes, thank oh you. I really was. So I really nice. really appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Sir. All right, we're back, and quite honestly, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do any better than we just did the last we can't. five minutes. Absolutely can't. So. I don't. We'll we'll do our best. Really, what I'm suggesting is not listen to the rest of this. But if you've got some spare time, you can listen to it and listen to us babble. But the content is not going to be as good as what you just no, heard. No, it's not going to be as good. So again, thank I, you, I, Mrs. I, I, Q. I, I that was like great. To say um, I'm very proud of my mom, and she's legitimately my my basis for interest in baseball and the stories. My God, I heard a couple things today I had never heard, which is cool, and I, right. I suspect it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. So thank you very much, Mrs. Q. Appreciate it. Um, all right, so we we have to get on to, to more like baseball talk, modern baseball talk. But before we do, so because Travis can't do math and somehow mess up the number of beers he was supposed to bring today. So there's three of us, and we're all each supposed to drink six beers. Right. So the like I'm fairly certain somewhere in kindergarten you learn like kindergarten first grade you learn multiplication of basic numbers of six beers times three people is 18 beers total right so there's 18 beers they're just a little different but are we ready to throw the next toss for the well i think you completely skirted the issue that you only bought 12 of these beers instead of 18 of them not skirting the issue no i think you're avoiding it i think you're avoiding it well you may have avoided the issue that you only bought 12 instead of 18. I take full responsibility. It wasn't because I was being cheap. It's because I was being dumb. Does that help? <laughs> I'm fairly certain. Better. Yeah, it's better. I'm okay with that. So are we well, going to review this beer before we throw them into the Yeah, let's review the- it. The South Shore Brewery WPA Wisconsin Bale Ale. Oops. Yeah. With the 6 plus I 6, or six, six, six 3, which you can feel it. You yeah. Well, God, after yes. after drinking the three of them and moving a gigantic dock. Mm. Um, dock, yes. Those yeah. those three beers hit me and it yeah. has for me it has a very very IPA. It, it's it's like between a pale ale and an IPA taste. Right. Very, very fair, and I, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, when I when I first started tasting it, I thought it was very malty, almost like a, like a, I don't know, whatever a malty beer would be like. But I, I, right. yeah. I mean, with, without being the beer nerd, when you, when you think malty, you think I think this, 
but not malty to the point of you're drinking a sandwich. Right, right, right. It's really good. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, too. I liked it. If I'm going to be honest about this, my initial taste was not favorable. But as I continued with the bottle, it got better. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I enjoy this beer. I, I'll say this. I wish that Travis had bought the correct amount of this beer because I would right. enjoy drinking some more of them. Because so we would have been able to drink three or two more, two more of them. Two more, but we're not. But we can't, able to do and we that. have to move on to the next one, which was supposed to go for the next episode because we're filming a double header here. Right. So we're going to drink more of this next beer than we would of the first beer. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Thanks, Travis. Uh, do we want to throw our bottles into the... Let's throw the bottles into throw the... Throw the bottles? All right. Yeah, so Are you starting out Travis, again, Travis? Travis has to go. He'll miss this one. So we'll, we'll watch this go. Oh! Just a little short. That's close. That's what she said. Now it's Josh. Josh Way was a little long, Way which has never, uh, never heard of uh, in his life. Up here, Justin Royal. Let's see. Let's see his approach, because we're. Oh, there we go, underhand again. Well, Jesus, we were over three. Um, none of us were stupid, crazy bad, but nobody made it. So right. So three. so Josh, Josh is still winning at one. <laughs> Well, and, and you know what? I don't think we were totally surprised by it. No. I, I think we thought the winner would have two. Mm-hmm. So we have and, uh, we have six more opportunities before the end of the day. I think I, I think we'll get a God, couple I more. I feel good about making one more, but maybe I won't. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. So today we're talking about, we're doing our season prediction. Talking about what we expect to see, what we hope to see, all that. Now... You know, full disclosure, we're at August 1st today, right? So That's the Brewers correct. have been playing for a um, week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, the Brewers have been playing for uh, for a week. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Okay, and before I forget, so so we're gonna we we have to rate these beers to give them some sort of like you know scale or something. So we're gonna try to do it on on a, on a baseball level. Yeah. You right. know, like you said, strikeout like. It. You got hit. You got hit in the dick trying to bunt or something like that. Right. You know, whatever. So, uh, Travis, it's your beer. I mean, do you want to start it I'll, out I'll or? Lead with it. Okay. I'll leave it. Go ahead. Whoa, are, are we on or? Am yeah, we're yeah, actually we're recording. Yes. Well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Boy. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is the, this is the quality content the, that you get here at yep. the Brewers Inn. God, thank God. Think the things you could have said. Just now, oh, right? All right. Anyway, right? Yes, we're recording. Give um your, is not your, nearly your as rate. close to what. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. I'm gonna go with a triple, and I mean that. Um, wow, I'm strong. It, it is very strong, and with the home run being like the best thing you've ever had, um, it's it, it, it's in between a double and triple, but I lean towards triple, and here's why. It just flat out tastes good. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, <laughs> I love the uh, the labeling and. How they kind of approaching it, and I don't think anyone could dissuade me that it isn't at least in the upper three quarters of the Wisconsin beers. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I like it the most out of the, the beers that we've had so far. And I'm going to call it a sneaky double. And what I mean by a sneaky like double that. is like not a, a strong line drive out to the gap. It's a left-handed hitter lacing oh. one straight down the third base I line. I really like that. Okay. Because you drink it. It's like, yeah, that's pretty good. Then you drink a little more. It's like, wow, that's even better. And all of a sudden it hits you in the gut. It's like, holy crap, that really got me. So I like it's, that. It's, it's, it's a hard hit ball, but it's not in the alley. It's up the third base line for a, for a, 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 a walk-in double. You're not sliding in with a double on this. It's walk walk-in double. Okay. So what, what I'm going with this, and it kind of goes off of my initial, like, my initial reaction where I thought it was okay, but the more I drank it, the more I liked it. I think this is a solid hit to the center fielder, but he misplays it off the off the butt of his glove and it hits him in the nuts and it like shoots off to the side somewhere so it's a solid single and he reaches second base on error so i i think i think there's room for improvement i i'm not the hugest fan of the beer but i i liked it it, it could sco- the guy's ending up on second base he's in scoring position after he's in scoring position after the hit yeah. absolutely yeah so I, I'm going to go single with an error, and that's think, why he's sitting I on second. Josh and I like it a little better than yes. than, than, than Justin does. Probably. I, I get your figure, and I mean, it, so it, it my, is a taste thing, right? Yeah, and it's a so, taste thing, and, yeah. and my taste is I will I will take the more um, uh, more hoppy beers. I'm more I'm a more favorable to the hoppy beers. Okay. And the more malt, I, I'm not the hugest fan of the ambers, the malts, yep. that sort of thing. So I, I still think that my my batter ends up on second base on this one, and it's going to be an upper echelon beer that we taste probably. Uh, he's just going to need some help from the center fielder playing it off his nutsack. That's fair. Fair enough. All right, so we got to get into our, our actual discussion here of our predictions, the predictions and of the looking, season. Yeah, predictions for the season. So, so full full disclosure, it's August first now. The Brewers have played, right. well, six games. They played six games, right? So they should have played eight. Oh, they should be preparing for their eighth game. Yeah, yeah, so, right. So again, we're going to try to play this as like we'll try to disregard the first six games that we've seen. See, because of the consummate professionals that we are, we've. Uh, the consummate professionals that we are, uh, we've had this kind of preseason prediction thing. We've had this in the in our back pockets for the last week. We just haven't been able to get together to to express those yeah, opinions. Yeah. So so we'll discuss this as a, as a preseason prediction. So I'll I'll start it out in just a few. I first talk about the offense and what we expect to see from the Brewers' offense this year. So I I think the big like elephant in the room is the way Kristen Yelich looked in the preseason. Which was yeah. as bad as you can possibly look. It and, was it was rough and, to watch. And, and you can you can play it off as well. Yeah, he was well, hitting against Brandon Woodruff and and, right. and Corbin Burns, who looked great in the preseason. But he has been god awful in the preseason. And is that a problem? Is that going to translate further? Right. Uh, I. Normally, I would say absolutely not. Like the, the preseason means nothing. This is a bizarre. Th- you know, situation. This year is so weird because they, the amount of at bats that you're getting prior to the start of the season is so substantially lower than what you would get playing a full spring training, playing mm-hmm. uh, a month's worth of games in spring training, plus whatever intra squad scrimmages that you have. I have to believe that 
the consummate professional that Christian Yelich is, and based on you know his production the last two plus years, I mean even in Florida he showed that he could probably hit well in a Mil- in a Miller Park type of uh, setting. Um, I would hope and I would think that the professional that he is, he'll be able to turn that around. Oh, don't no, no, Travis anything? Did you watch him at all in preseason? Uh, well. Yes. Summer camp. Sure. Thank you. Here, here's my overall take on this: is that any COVID-related statistics or analysis are are really difficult to quantify and really difficult to, to look at from a "oh my god, we never thought we'd see this" standpoint. Right. And you could certainly run the numbers and, 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 and make some analogies and for good or bad for certain players. But I think that this entire year is just fucked. It's a wash. And I say yes. that from a standpoint of, and I think we're going to talk about it later from a, oh my God, does Major League Baseball even end up having a year and and those are decisions that we have to look at i mean Mm -hmm. we we will talk about that and you know we'll talk about it but but okay great what does it you know what does it matter what we say because at the end of the day it's going to get to major league baseball and 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 examples like the, the, the the current situation with the you know the brewers and their weekend series that we're looking at but we're not even so sure we're going to have it. I mean, it right. could be a wash. So, I see Kristen Yelich as an individual player as being, my God, the best thing that's happened in Milwaukee ever. Literally ever. Mm-hmm. And he became the best thing that happened in Milwaukee ever pre-COVID. And that doesn't change it, because he can't help that. Right. right. I read an article two days ago about... Um, uh, baseball and statistics and Yelich weighed in long before he is one for 27 or whatever the hell he's at now and said, you know what, there's going to be some players that, I'm paraphrasing here, there's going to be some players that come in with some huge, you know, 8 for 14s or whatever and then, you know, 0 for 12s. They're not really realistic and and, right. he, and he and, and and he foreshadowed that um right boy, I, well, I, and, and I how, think that how, how can we and, and here's what we're doing as a group right we're here to analyze but COVID has forced us into a situation where if we analyze we're not really doing it fair and I don't really right. like that we're not right no and, 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 and it's tough right because in a pre-COVID world at the end of the day, numbers mean a lot. It doesn't mean everything, but it means a lot. But this is such a fucked up deal that that I think we have to cut a lot of guys a break. And we also right. have to recognize that guys that have been off to hot starts aren't maybe you know better in sliced bread. So right. Does that make any sense? Yes. Absolutely. And, and when you look at, ultimately, if Major League Baseball ends up finishing... 60 games and a postseason and they crown a world series champion if all of that actually happens the statistics of all of these players 
equals that of slightly more than one third of a full year. So, I mean, ultimately in career statistics, this isn't going to place much of a dent at all at it. So, and, and we've seen a number of times where teams or individual players start off at, at in a gigantic slump Didn't Prince and they Fielder turn it around like start out a year or his career like 0 for 9 with like eight strikeouts right, or something right right and I even remember that and mm-hmm. you can look back even as a full team as last year's world series champions oh. who were so many games below 500 in right. the first third of the season that you wrote them off as not even able to uh, to make the playoffs, let alone win the World Series, and they did. Yeah. So you, I mean, it, sometimes it takes these great players an entire third of a season to get into their into their groove. Look at Christian Yelich and what he did the last two seasons, the last third of that season. Yeah. I mean, they've it's been phenomenal right. numbers. Right. He when when he won his his MVP, he was mm-hmm. really good the first thir- uh, two thirds of the season, and then his last third was where he just. It was absolutely phenomenal. ignited. And he just raked, went, went absolutely bonkers. So, right. yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, he he may slump, and you know, again, we've gone through a week and he's been slumping, but it, you know, it, it happens. It happens. It happens. It's unfortunate it's happening now, but you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so, ironically, the second thing that I put on my list was really hoping for a Lorenzo Cain bounce back year. Yeah, you know, I played. Great defense. His offense yeah. wasn't up there. And now, what, 10 minutes before we hit Before record, we started hitting record. Before we, before we hit record yeah. today, we got word that Lorenzo Cain has opted out for this season. Yep. And, yep, Mrs. Q, I hate to break it to you. And, yes, he opted out. He will not be playing this year no matter what the season ends up happening. I think he'll probably give you a chance to weigh in at some point if you'd like to. But, yes. Yeah, so Lorenzo Cain... It was right before on Twitter. A couple hours ago. Right before we started talking. So I'm assuming he's just concerned about COVID. Yep. Yep. And and I and I can't blame him as someone who is who is married to someone with lupus and has an autoimmune condition. And I'll discuss I'll discuss the things that brought to light in my Brewstivis. Very good. So I guess I take it we don't I would like to address that as well. Sure. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to worry about a cane bounce back. Now I, you know, again, ironically, the two spots down on my list was uh, uh, Ben Gamel mm-hmm. and the huge preseason that he had. Right. And I was going to say that I see him stealing time from Lorenzo Cain in center field. And shockingly and predictably, now he has stolen all of the time. He from- has now taken all the time from Lorenzo Cain. Mm-hmm. So as as bad as it could be, like, oh, we don't have Lorenzo Cain for the rest of the year. We're also putting someone in who's red hot and is doing really, also, really well. Also, there's a, a secondary person when Ben Gamble can't go every day as a replacement out in center field. He's had some Brewer ties before, and he did do fairly well in the spring. Keon Broxton. Keon Broxton, yep. He'll, I'm sure he'll be the next one to come up from the right. from the, the Appleton group. and He has to. Yep, and he'll Keon make, Broxton has to be the replacement for Kane. Right, and he'll make spectacular plays in center field like he always does Absolutely. and then hit probably 219 and strike out a whole hell of a lot. But That's true. That's, but that's Keon Broxton's that's game. Keon Broxton. But he's also the kind of guy you kind of like having in the dugout too because he just sure. seems like a fun guy. And any Twitter like little feed that you see on Keon Broxton – what a super nice guy to the fans, and just yes. and by all accounts, all around, just awesome, awesome guy. Yes. So sucks to lose Kane. Totally respect what he's doing, but you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll pencil in Gamble behind him and and move forward. 
Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Do we want to talk about that or not? About uh, I, I about think if, if King gets a salary, I don't think he gets. I a think penny they for. I think they forfeit their salaries. They forfeit does, the contract yeah. money during that season. Yep. I think he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Any other thoughts he on that? Forfeit the salary, but does he get the time for retirement purposes? And that's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, about I don't that. know Whatever. about that. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think if you're talking about like. He, but I'm almost sure he does forfeit. Salary. He does forfeit. He does forfeit. Salary. I don't think he accrues major league service if that, that's what you're talking that was about. To my point. Yeah, I do. I think, I think he does. Not. I don't know. I, I think he. I don't think he does. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, Lorenzo Cain has accrued as much uh, sal- or as much uh, major league se- uh, uh, time time service, that yeah. he needs to accrue a decent pension once he decides to retire. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Anyone else said something? I have a few more points on the offense. That... No. Let's move on. Okay. So I the 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 big thing obviously now is we have a DH in the National League. Yes. Which a Ryan I've Braun met- position. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ryan Braun's name is penciled all over that, Travis. I think I saw you roll your eyes a little bit about the, the DH. Um, sure. My, my position with the DH has always been for 20 or 30 years, you know, not thinking I'd ever have to emphasize on a podcast, is let's do it the same for both leagues regardless of what it is. The purist in me always liked the idea of Boy, throw them out there, you know. Um, but that changed. If we're going to do it um, uh, with both leagues, that, that that's everybody DH. You know, things do need to yeah. to, 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 to change, and for a hundred reasons that we, we 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 shouldn't really cover. But I do like the idea of um, a, a full time. Um, DH, not just for union purposes, but for the good of overall baseball. It certainly changes things with National League managers and decisions that they have oh, to yeah. make and strategy. But at the end of the day, boy, oh boy, that's um, that that that's have one more hitter in every lineup that can actually do something. And I'm not real interested in hearing about that one out of 20 pitcher that can actually handle themselves <laughs> at the plate. <laughs> and that, that, right. that, that's have the DH. Right. And, right. Well, and so, so for every moment that you're going to lose, when Brandon Woodruff went yard off Clayton Kershaw in the uh, playoffs, I remember that God, what an amazing for, moment. Yeah, for you, every, you, you, you have 150 at bats of just, right. oh my God. For every Brandon, yeah, for every Brandon Woodruff moment that you have like that, you've got Jimmy Nelson sliding back to the bag and tearing whatever he had in his oh, shoulder and then being done for a year. Well, having, having a visceral reaction, I get that. Right. So and, for, and here's another thing, and this is a 98-year-old old man, get off my lawn story, but God forbid <laughs> pitchers stopped bunting and the ability to bunt. Oh. When the hell that happened, I don't know. But as recently as 30 years ago, I know that pitchers, you know, could bunt if necessary in the mm-hmm. National League. I think the late 90s and is I, when that started and, and, and to change. Quite yeah. Frankly, I, I completely understand the numbers. I'm not going to be the, 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 oh, my God, you know, you idiot or whatever as far as, uh, you know, bunting versus swinging away and whatnot. But Jesus if you have a league where your pitchers have to bunt, they need to be able to, and, and that has been gone for a really long right. time. I love that strategy, by the way. 
I love the bunting strategy, but we are so far from from that. It's it's right. a different kind of game now, it's and it just doesn't have game. that place. Right. So, hey, listen. What do you need to adjust to? I think you need to adjust to a game where teams are saying, even in the National League, you know, with the with the DH, whatever. At the yeah. end of the day, we we are not going to know how to do this. Right. right. Yep. And so yes, Braun is going to be right. your DH almost all the time. But mm-hmm. in a full 162 game season, when you gave a, a, a manager like Council oh, the ability man. to throw a, a DH in there. I mean, you would see—he's going to play that left-right matchup oh thing my gosh. hard. Th- there's probably not a, a, a guy on that team who wouldn't be a DH at some point because he's going to right play tilt a whirl out on the on the diamond with with the way guys are playing. So I, I think the DH, as much as there's a lot of national team league or national league teams that that are thinking, oh good, now I have a national league team. We all agree that one way or another. Both leagues have to be the same. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it is pretty yep. silly, right? It's like the AFC and the NFC both saying like, in, in, you know, instead of instead of having offensive defensive lines, you just have a center that snaps back to uh, the quarterback, and you play five Mississippi before right. a person. Can right. Rush. Yeah. Exactly. They, it yeah, both needs right. to be the same. So that's for sure. Um, and think of how long it's been there. Oh, right? ages. Right. It's, it's really bizarre. It's one of those things that maybe 50 years from now you'll look back and say, "Are you kidding me?" For X amount of years, you had a league where where 50 percent of the league. Oh, Jesus. Right, right, well, and then and then you had that weird, you know, right. like in the World Series where they would have to play by the home team's rules, and you'd have to find a way to wedge um, yes. David Ortiz right onto the field, know. you know, when they, when he played in St. Louis or something, yeah. and you take Euclid out or whoever was playing, you know, like first base at that time for him. It was just it was just bizarre. Not right. Yeah, I might have sent you a video earlier about uh, David Ortiz. It was fairly Don't entertaining. Give me a start on David Ortiz because I'm not still sure of. His love fest and why it takes place, but go ahead. Well, it, it just happened to it just had to do with uh, David Ortiz not knowing Dustin Pedroia's first name for like years and years. That does not surprise me at Man. all. That David, he didn't know. David Ortiz was shocked when somebody called Dustin or uh, uh, Dustin Pedroia Dustin. Like it, it threw like a complete. Had no it idea it had a wrench about. in the gears, well, and everything stopped. And you, your name is Dustin. You've heard the story about Ricky Henderson and John Olerud, right? No. Okay. Do you remember John Olerud's like? In the batting helmet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So John Olerud yeah. would play first base with a with a batting helmet. Right. right? Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So, and I forget which team it was uh, Seattle and Toronto. They 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 they, they both played. played Toronto a long time. Really long time. Yep. And I think then he moved on to Seattle. Well. He may have. Yeah. So then Ricky Henderson, who bounced around a lot too, ended up I think in Seattle with Olerud at. You know, and and he noticed Olerud's playing first base with a batting helmet on, oh, and and he looks at him and goes, you know what? It's funny you do that. I used to play with a guy in Toronto who did that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know it was him. He, and Olerud goes, yeah, no, that was me. <laughs> Ricky oh, Henderson. He yeah. had no clue that it was the same guy because Ricky Henderson is well, the one Ricky. of the biggest yeah, me Ricky me me guys yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pure Ricky Anderson. Yep. That and, is one of the better stories. And that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. No. All right. So we're moving on to pitching. Here's my point, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Here's what we need to see is Brandon Woodruff develop into an ace. Right. And, and, yeah. and the reason I say that is because I look back at the starting, the opening day starting pitchers for the Brewers since 2009. 
Okay. They all suck. 2009, Jeff Supon. <laughs> After Supan. that, Gallardo started five in a row. Great. Since then, Kyle Loesch, Willie Peralta, Junior Guerra, Chase Anderson, uh, Yuli Shasin. Now, granted, um, they had good seasons that year and then sucked the next. Right. Season. Right. So no, no, no. Now, MLB is not like like um, NFL where your starting quarterback is like your franchise and is right. going to be it. It changes year to year, but for that that run of the last uh, five starting pitchers is horrible. So you need Brandon Woodruff to be the guy this year. Period. He's got to be that. We guy. need Brandon Woodruff to be at least spend sheets for a while. Right. I mean, three years. Three years is that that kind of three, guy. Three four and, years. And quite frankly, if Ben uh, if uh, Brandon Woodruff is on his game, he's got top ten National League oh, pitcher. His, he, and he, that guy can he can throw. He my can lord. I, my point for pitchers. It, that bullpen needs to be spot on for the rest of the season, or for the season. Yeah. And uh, we had uh, uh, Hader and uh, Claudio as the left-handed pitchers, and Claudio was only a guy that you could throw out there for one batter. Really, in the past, not anymore. They've got some decent left-handed pitchers in that bullpen right mm-hmm. now, to include um, uh, Suter, that can that can pitch for a while. He used to be a starting pitcher, I think. If we can get those lefties in the game and they are um, at a level that we don't expect them to just pitch well to one batter, um, that bullpen's going to be good because they've got some really good young arms and live arms. And they've got a mix. So you can get that 85-mile-an-hour fastball and the 99-mile-an-hour fastball in that bullpen, and you're going to be well. Travis? No, that that's a really good summary, and I like the idea. And uh, Suter, one of my favorites. That that's a big difference. Yes. Yep, yep, I like him. By the way, could Devin Williams be the next Jeremy Jeffress? Oh my God! You know what? If he can, if he can pitch well, that if guy he's spot on. He's lights out. Phenomenal. He has really got potential. We've yeah. we've seen really good outings with him and really bad outings. Mm-hmm. So if he can, if he can temper the he's bad young. outings, he's young. That's the thing. If, if he can improve for the next. If he can use 2020, because I'm calling this a bullshit season to begin with. Right. If he can use 2020 to tweak things, to get his groove, if we're looking at 21 and beyond with him, I really like him as a setup guy. Yep. And, yeah, you know, you really got to <coughs> – excuse me. You got to really wonder what teams in general, not just the Brewers, but everybody, how they're looking at 2020, what they may say to the media, what they may say oh. to the local folks. But how are they really viewing 2020 – I gotta believe there's a heavy dose of get through this goddamn shit and let's learn from our guys. But right, yeah. yeah. Um, so one other thing I just want to touch on the pitching, and that's Corbin Burns. So you think about Corbin Burns and where he was at, and in, in 18 when he was at that bullpen guy, just lights out. Yep, like awesome. And they moved him into the starting rotation, and he was as bad as you could possibly believe. So now you're Corbin Burns, and you're moving into this next year. Think about like where that puts you, because it's not like like guaranteeing contracts in baseball. Like this is a make or break. You're in a normal year. It's a make right. or break year for you, and you are either going to be the chosen one and start sliding up, or you are going to be on the trash heap and someone's reclamation project. Right. Right. So, knowing that the stuff that he has and how it, like all the metrics are so high in Corbin Burns, it, it's all in his head clearly. Right. So does having does pitching without a crowd or anything like that help a guy like like Burns? Or it's like that's a great question. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a great question because everything that you hear is 
people are uh, these players are getting amped up by crowd noise, especially uh, especially batters. But you know, pitchers still can get amped up by this. That's a good question. Just, just having that that kind of pressure off and not pitching right. in front of massive crowds when it's clearly in his head when the right. stuff is there. Maybe That's that helps a guy like Burns. I don't know. I hope so. Isn't it though? Doesn't it just kind of bring up a league-wide issue with players? And I, I, I'm not even so sure it determines who's a good player or who isn't. But right. how about the average player that really, really reacts well to crowds, and then that right. same type of player that does well from a physical standpoint um, in theory, but doesn't do well. It's, right. It's a, right. I mean, well, whoever got thought they'd see this so that's I, I think our lens really needs to be open to oh my god this is a one-year deal right it sucks some people might really shine some might be worse than they would be but that's that's realized that 2000 um, it you get a free pass on this year regardless because Mookie right. Betts is struggling I out of the box I think Pete Alonzo is struggling out of the box Yelich is obviously struggling no, out of the box hey, like Yelich could hit 110 for the rest of the fucking year and it certainly isn't going to affect the way that I view him no I mean the guy could start to grip he could whatever but listen it is it is what it is. Yeah. Right. Yep. No matter what happens this season, it's a short sample size. It's, yeah. So. Exactly. It's a short sample size, and um, you know, maybe, maybe it is a discussion for another episode. This is one of those half-hour things. I would think that, okay, this season continues. It isn't next because of COVID concerns. Let's say it moves forward. What kind of asterisk is um, is placed on the champion? Yeah. Right. And what That's kind of hometown feel is placed on a really good team that goes 450? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and might, over the course of the season, have been a World Series champion. Those are the things that, I mean, let's be realistic. You, you want to think that, that people are going to view it fairly. The world isn't fair. Um, and I, I got to tell you, I'm not so sure. How I view a World Series champion if we continue what what we are, you know, pre Lorenzo Cain, right. pre you know this <laughs> whole thing that's happening right now. I gotta tell you, as much as I would like to say that they deserve it as much, and and there isn't an asterisk, I think that there is an asterisk, and that would apply to a Milwaukee Brewers 2000. Yep. Championship. Yeah. Even it does given, have an asterisk. God damn it, it does. It just does. Yeah. Even given the opportunity of more teams being in the playoffs? You can't. I, yes. I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah. That well, might segue into our playoff teams. It, it, well, listen, 162-game year. This isn't like we're going down to 140. Right. And make that argument right. or one. This is just a different world. Just a tab over a third and, of a season. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't. I got to tell you, if the Brewers would win the World Series this year, no. It doesn't. It isn't the same. It's not it the same. It isn't the same. It just isn't. Yeah. But I will tell every Cubs uh, fan that I know that the Brewers have won a World Series uh, more uh, recently than the Cubs. Yes. Well, absolutely. Yeah. You have to just throw it in their face. Of course. Well, um, but, but, but you, of course, open yourself up to, oh, my God, this looks pathetic. I don't give a shit. Well, I do. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think we differ on that. Well, and, I, yeah. after I, I don't think I don't. I don't think we that. do. I I think I just like 
but after, poking the bear a little bit But after bit more. failing for 110 seasons or however many he does, then winning one and then bragging right. about it constantly, I don't think, sorry. I don't think that's what you want. I think what would be a lot better if the Brewers had won a World Series in 2018 and then 2020, uh. it's like, it's okay. It's... It's yeah. like, oh my God, you poor bastards in pathetic Milwaukee. Yeah. You win a World Series, but it's like, fuck, we don't want that. I don't even think mm. we want it. <sighs> I really don't. Yeah. That's how well, I feel, and I, I, I'm passionate about it because you can't win that argument with these teams. I don't think it's going to matter anyway, but that's, you know, mm-hmm. who knows. I, so. I, think, I think we're looking at, I think within one or two weeks, we will know for sure right. yeah. if this season even continues, and if it does. Um, it yeah. continues, but I think there's a very fair chance that there's some discussions probably happening as we speak, and it isn't just Lorenzo Cain, it isn't just Brewers, Cardinals, or whatnot. I wouldn't be shocked if the topic is who we mix it entirely. Yeah. Yep. Um, really quick, couple of. I'm just going to assume that that the season went on and yep. it's going on, whatever. Yes, and it, so and it may well. And it, it may well. It may well. Yeah. So. Here's a little tidbit for you under coaching and Craig Council. In the last three years, okay, the Brewers have the best record in baseball after rosters expand. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Right. Which means that Council just has more tools in his Swiss Army knife to mess around with. And, you know, take it for what it is, but that's what it is. They have the best record. Interesting. Right. And last year in 162 games, how many different lineups do you think Craig Council deployed? In 162 games? 162 games. How many different lineups? I'm going to say 110. Um, okay, 110. 98. 98? 110. 114? 159. Oh, holy shit. 159. That's almost impossible. Yeah. Okay. okay <laughs> so take it for what it is. Wow. Yeah. So then then add a DH to that for 60 games. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right, we got to get on to our predictions. Um, we should probably wow. record these, I, yes. or, you know, so we know. No, 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 but I mean, like, you know, make sure we're writing this down. But I guess we have it on recording, so we're fine. NL, NL Central predictions, I asked everyone to do one through five. Yes. This was the hardest thing that I could do. That's what she said. Thank you. Um, because other than, I, I'm assuming everyone probably had the Pirates Last. Ass pirates. Last in in, in the they NL they 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 went up the rear on for me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Travis, are you gonna write this down? Well, I I had planned it and thought about it, but I had not written it down. Yes, I have an answer. But no, no, I mean, are you gonna record what we all say in I, case that well, this, we'll just take it off of this? Go ahead. Oh, fine. All right. I this is literally a grab bag of the the top four because literally any of these four teams could finish in any spot in the central so i I have mine and then i will write down other predictions all right i i'm sorry for doing this but i i said cubs one okay cardinals two just sec cubs yep pirates okay brewers okay then reds and pirates and pirates fifth yeah okay i'll make i'll make things easy i got the cubs as one i got the brewers two cardinals three reds four oh we weren't that far off then. pirates five no. Okay. Mom, do you want to weigh in? Yeah, I do. I got Brewers, Cubs. So. Brewers first? Okay. Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals. Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals. Reds. 
pirates. The consistent part is yeah. the pirates okay. mm-hmm. and the reds, I guess. I, I went um, Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers. Oh, we're all week. Wow, okay. Yeah. Cardinals, it's that top three that uh, it is. Brewers, Reds. No faith in the Reds. That's none, of, none of us have faith in their improved pitching staff. So, Josh, I want to. Mom, you said. I've got this here. Okay. So, and coach here, Cubs. Brewers, Cubs, Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates. Reds, Pirates. Yep. So, we're, we, we've got. We're actually uh, actually very if consistent you wanna, in this. I can recite, but no, 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 that's I mean, fine. No, you're good. Okay. Yep. So, then we got to pick two teams from. Each other or each division. Then we're gonna do, start the NL. Make the, yeah, do the, we'll NL. Do the so NL. NL East. Who are your top two? Uh, I have the Braves and Nationals. That is exactly what I've got. Braves oh, and Nationals. Wow. You too, Travis. Yes. Yep. Oh. All right. NL you West. Well, yeah. Well, Braves and Nationals. Same. Justin. Yep. Josh. Yeah. Braves and Nationals. And that's who I have. NL West. One and two. Uh, Dodgers Padres. I've got Dodgers Padres. <laughs> A very big Travis. What What are your NL West predictions? Um, I had Dodgers Diamondbacks. Oh, All right. Okay, that's fair. Uh, NL Wild Cards. Yeah. So this is these are the you have two wild cards. Two wild cards. Either the. the Teams that are not first or second in their division right. because but have they, the best record. Yeah, when the the, the NL or the uh, Major League uh, Commissioner and the Players Association agreed, ev- uh, the top two teams of each division make the playoffs, and then there are two wild card teams. Okay, so my top two records who are not first or second in their divisions is so confusing. I picked Brewers and Phillies. Interesting. Yeah, I've got the Cardinals and the Rockies. Oh, Rockies. So you didn't even have the Brewers making the playoffs, or did you pick them second? Uh, I got the Brewers as second. You did, okay. I have yep. Phillies, Rockies. See, in the Rockies, I, went, I went back and forth between uh, the the Cardinals and the Phillies, and ultimately I thought the Cardinals were in that, were in that um, like, between two and three in the Central, sure. where I, I thought they were going to do well enough to make it, so and the Rockies. Do we all have three teams from the Central making it? Yes. Yeah, we do. I totally see that because they're all good teams. Wait, no. You said the Phillies and the Rockies, right? I got Phillies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, he's got so two, Travis but we, okay. the two of us have three. All right. Okay. So we're, are we going to wait on the next blue beer, or how are we going to do this? Yeah, we'll wait for the next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So American League. American League East, top two teams. My top two teams are the Yankees and Rays. That's the same with me. Yankees and the Rays. Wait for Travis, Travis American League some East papers over there. There's no way anyone but you is going to be able to read those notes. That you no, I've tried to read down. your notes and I have no understanding of them. And it's like looking at Egyptian hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's like Latin. Work that say they have the same problem. That's weird. <laughs> that yeah, is shocking. Huh. It's weird. Shocking. Anyway, AL East, Travis, top two. Raise Red Sox. Raise Red Sox without Yankees and no Yankees. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Shocking. This is our first hiccup in the road. Yeah, this, this is this is shocking breaking news. Yeah, it can be shocking, the tra- breaking, but I understand baseball. Ooh. All right. All right. No, AL Central. On that one. AL Central, I went Twins White Sox. I went Twins Indians. Twins Indians. Good choice. Okay. So now we're the AL, AL West. West. I went A's Astros. 
Uh, my second team is the A's, and I refuse to say the name of the first team that I picked. <laughs> that would be the Astros. Uh, the Asterix. Do you know where, do you know, have you guys been to my basement? I have an Asterix shirt. Do you have? Well, we won't go down there, but do you know what's in my basement? I don't think so. They've never been down there? The I've been in there, the but... The A's room. I have an incredible, I have an entire bathroom dedicated to the Astros. Why? Oh, no, you sent me a picture of that. I have seen it. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Oh, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's fantastic. Perfect. And I was going to work the the um, uh, the Red Sox around it, but I just... <laughs> Fair enough. So where are we at? AL uh, Wild Cards. Uh, okay, AL Wild Cards. Uh, Blue Jays, Angels. I've got the White Sox and the Angels. Okay. You said... I said Blue Jays, Angels. We need to get an intern in here. We do need an intern. Um, Indians, Angels. Oh, we're, we're not Indians. So we all we all the Angels. We all the Angels. Okay. So we're on to what National League champion? Like. Uh, so we're looking at representatives for the World Series. Okay. Uh, for the National League, I have the Dodgers. That's easy. Same with yeah. me. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yep. And for the AL, I went with the Yankees. So did I. I went with the Rays. Wow. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. No, it's not. I like it. It's not the thing ever. It's not at all. No. So, World Series champs. I have the Yankees. I went Yankees. I went Yankees. Yeah. Yankees, Yankees, Dodgers. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, we didn't go out on a limb on that one at all. No. Before we head to the next next segment, are we going to take a break? Yeah. All right. I'm going to crack this one. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and crack it, Justin. Sorry, I cracked mine off, off mic. It's my fault. So, are we gonna uh, toss again? Is that the deal? Yes, we gotta toss. I think so. Well, n- well, hold on. Travis just opened up his last one, and it's still in the bottle. So we might have to delay the toss a little bit because Travis is slow as fuck. Oh boy, that's something. I, you know what? I will Bring it take. Up. I will take criticism in almost all of this year, <laughs> but drinking slow is like, I, I get, it gets a little personal. Okay? So so what happened here, <laughs> Travis may not enjoy the taste of the second beer that we'll discuss right. in the next podcast, okay. and he went on to a different national light beer. So uh, what, where, okay, Josh and, where Josh and I have two empty bottles to toss, Travis only has one because he deviated. Yeah. I can, I'll tell you what, how about we do this? Um, Josh? Yeah. yeah. 10 minutes. You give me 10 minutes. All right, 10 and minutes. And then we will be ready for two bottles. I'm starting the clock, 10 minutes. Let's go. Start. All right, I'm going to start a timer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to figure out my phone. Oh, God, I've got the timer. It's fine. No, shit. No, fuck. Because You're giving them more started. I don't like people that that start to mess with shit like that. And God forbid, I don't want to be the guy that is not ready. You can complain about the beer in the uh, next I, episode. Just, I'm trying to. I'm what I'm doing. Just as I'm criticizing myself, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So if you just lay off, I, I will bury myself. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, can we continue um, did, on did, with did, this? Did the five minute yeah. clock. It, I started it. Oh, five minutes? Now you think five minutes. Yeah, no, I started this ago. like... Five's fine. Oh, you think five's five? Fine. Okay, very well. You're two minutes into it already, so... Can can we get on to Bruce of us, for yes. the love of God, between Travis yelling at people 
I'll tell you what. Paddling that, around that, in his that's bay. That's my highlight, and that is what I am good oh at. Oh, my God. Right. Your balls are good, Josh. Thank oh, you. I've, I've got a couple. All right. So, again, Bruce Abyss is where we uh, take a cue from Festivus from Seinfeld. Can I and do we. Bruce and then? Yeah, no, we all have just, to do Bruce of us first. Yeah, we do Bruce of us now. Doing Bruce of us. So we're, we're going to air our grievances. Travis, I believe you felt you had a highlight of some sort in Bruce of us, so Thank by all you. means. Thank you so much. And this is a very general, very what I believe will be well received Bruce of us. And that is Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. I can, I can <laughs> And we did oh. not prep any of this. Okay. So let me just very quickly, and I think I can do this in less than two minutes. Alex Rodriguez has been a horse's ass for many, many, many years. He's also one of the most talented baseball players to ever live, probably in the top 30 or top 20 or top 30. He also no, played minor league baseball concern. in Wisconsin. Uh, it's my turn. What did you say, though? He played minor league baseball in Wisconsin. Okay, I'm not sure where to go with that, but thank you. Thanks, I'm Justin. just bringing the Wisconsin thing into yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Totally not so, sorry. listen, nobody with a brain would doubt that he's not an extremely talented ball player. But here's my issue with Alex Rodriguez as a person, A, <laughs> and B, Alex Rodriguez, the people that forget for whatever reason to champion him as some kind of reformed person that he's not. <laughs> as recently as 2012, That's Alex eight years Rodriguez ago. has made comments such as, I know I was a jerk and I wasn't the person I should have been, blah, 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 blah. There are a ton of quotes out there. Listen, Alex Rodriguez is not a good human being. He is also one of the best baseball players of all time. Please, please do not believe his most recent, I used to be a jerk, but I'm not anymore. And please recognize me as the person I am now as anything but self, uh, uh, well, you know where I'm going with this. He is a an absolute farce. And Alex Rodriguez 2020 is no different than Alex Rodriguez 2001, 5, 10, whatever. He is an absolute horse's ass. And there are tons, tons of, of information articles out there that both show this um, A and B um, what he became um, post his retirement. So I will end with that. Yeah. Well done. And Thank you. you. You know the uh, what he recently said when he was—he's a potential owner of the Mets. Like he was yeah. part of the, the yes. group that wanted to buy the Mets. He, while that was being considered or whatever, he made comments about how baseball players need to start considering something similar to a salary cap. Christ. And again, the, so it wasn't exactly that, but it was insinuating that, that that was in the works or that they had to start thinking about that. So to the point where the, the head of the Players Association had to come out and say, this is the same guy who signed yeah. a contract for a quarter of a billion dollars yeah, with, with the Rangers. Yeah. Remember, remember, remember the Rangers stuff. And, and listen, I mean, we all know there is a difference between yeah, the, the steroid era 
is the steroid era. And there's a lot of people that you want to like and should like and whatever that fall into that. But I will tell you that A-Rod is a horse's ass from the beginning and continues to be. And my issue Preach, from a brother. Festivus standpoint is there's probably too many people that are believing his bullshit, and I don't oh, like that. Right. There are too many people that are paying attention to baseball right now that are too young to fully understand how big of a douche canoe that Alex well, Rodriguez is. And, 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 as, and as classy as Jeter was, and I completely get, and, and, and oh, by the way, Jeter doesn't have to be a perfect human being to be someone you support. Derek right. Jeter doesn't have to be the, I mean, Listen, Derek Jeter was a good person. He's not perfect. He's not, you know. Yeah. Well, he's as good as a superstar in, Oak, as in as New York can, can be. Probably hope for in his situation in the yeah. media market that he was. Right. Derek Jeter and what he, you know, he's moving on to, to what he is doing. But Alex Rodriguez was the anti-Derek Jeter on so many levels, and. Alex Rodriguez, with the help of some very wise people, and and hey, that's not my ex-wife this time. Is that Lynn? I bet it is. Who is it, Ma? Hello. <laughs> Mrs. Q's answering a phone call right now. You might want to. Oh, you got a late book. You haven't returned your book. My good. It was due in 1973. <laughs> but at the end of the day. You know, it's really easy to pretend that you know the, the in and outs of teams and whatnot, but here's the reality. Derek Jeter, by and large, was a good person, hmm? uh, was a good teammate, and a good human being. He wasn't perfect, and A-Rod, by every account, was an absolute horse's ass that got every benefit of the doubt. Yep. And for the people that look at the 19, or excuse me, the 2017 um, A-Rod is anything but a, I'm going to try to reform my image for financial reasons, is right. stupid. Yep. He's a prick. He always has been. And don't let him fool you. End of story. Good work. Truth. Good, good Festivus. So, Brucevus. Brucevus, thank you, yes. So, I'll, I'll move on to one that, this is going to get a little... I don't know, Travis, you're going to be mad after this. <clears throat> you're you're 100% going to agree with this, but the backstory of it, you will be very upset. So in the last, I don't know, 18 months or so, I've started to watch a lot more soccer. And the reason for that is because I wake up in the mornings on Saturday and Sunday at 7, 8 o'clock, whatever, and my kid Hungover gets Hungover is still drunk? Yeah, my kid... My, yep. I, I sense something emotional here. Well, no, and, and, and my, my youngest wakes up at the same time. He's an, an early riser. He's, he's 10 years old now. And there's nothing on at 8 in the morning on Saturday and Sunday except the English Premier League. So we just throw it on while I'm making, making bacon and eggs and, and all that. So we started to watch it and, and whatever, started to enjoy it a little bit. Plus, we had a friend of ours who worked for the Minnesota United the MLS team in Minneapolis mm -hmm. and they just opened a new stadium and he reached out he's like anytime you guys want to come out to an MLS game let me know so we said why not let's just go watch we've been watching Premier League let's go out and, and, and watch we went out there free tickets the whole family went 
utterly phenomenal atmosphere. That is one of the things I think yeah. if no matter what you think about and the sport, they, you should absolutely are, give, give them the name again. They're the Minneapolis Minnesota United. Minnesota, okay. Minnesota United. Yep. yep. So the you know short games about two hours. Every, every game is about two hours. It's on a limited clock. So you're in and out. Drink a few beers. The stadium is gorgeous, brand new. Where, where, where's the stadium? It's right on 94. Yeah, it's right off 94. In. If you drive into mm-hmm. St. Paul on 94, you'll see it right on the right hand side of the road. It's uh, Allianz Field. Yep. And it is beautiful. Yeah. The crowd is so into it. They are chanting. Doing their their soccer chants the entire game for like ninety minutes or whatever that clock is constantly, it is beginning. That smoke bombs, smoke flares and, are going and the off. The full name of the team is what? Minnesota United, or they're like the Loons, I think, but they don't go by that mascot. It's Minnesota United is what they they call themselves. So we went out, had an utterly phenomenal time. It was great. I before I die, I will go to an English Premier League. You know, at Manchester or Chelsea or something like that, just to see what that that um, atmosphere is like, because it was so much fun. So, that being said, I've kind of embraced soccer a little bit. I like watching it in the mornings, especially when they came back first. English Premier League was back before any other sports were back, so we could at least enjoy that. Now, my Bruce of us comes in soccer players diving. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It is so, so painful to watch because the most lightest of taps and they fall to the ground clutching a shin and rolling around like they just got shot with a crossbow is so utterly annoying because, and I know for a fact that they legitimately sometimes get hurt. During plays like that, if Sometimes. they if they're going up for a header and two guys bonk heads, like that is not a safe situation. Like right. guys come down and get concussed and get busted open and blow Achilles and all that. But when they go down after every little touch, you can't tell the difference. So anything I see, I immediately think, Just get the hell up, you fucking Euro trash douchebag. And get out and play the game. Right. I'm just, fairly certain that the FIFA 20 game that I downloaded, if you hit circle, let's take a dive. Let's take a dive. Right. Because it's a part of the game, and it absolutely drives me bonkers when I see hockey players who are out there with literally their front teeth busted out by pucks huh? and get up without even, you know, it's a badge of honor to do that where soccer players just ride on the ground in pain. It drives me nuts. I, I, I can't stand it because I appreciate the game now after hating it for so long. But to see him do that just just absolutely drives me crazy. Thank you for your Bruce Davis. That's it. My Bruce Davis happens to be uh, a very, very recent event. The MLB Players Union pushed very hard to have 140-plus games this season, thinking that they could not be dickbags for three or four months and handle the play of 140 games. Ultimately, they settled upon 60 because that's what the uh, uh, MLB wanted. So they wanted to play twice as many games as they have. (laughs) The Marlins, the fucking Marlins, have not played in a week because they can't keep their players out of the club and they all get the coronavirus. The Cardinals have now missed two games against the Brewers, which now hits more personally to home, because they had players that couldn't stay out of a 
fucking casino. How in the hell do these players think they could have afforded a 140-game season without get it getting canceled when they can't stay out of the clubs, they can't stay out of the casinos, they can't stop being gigantic douche canoes, and maybe just stay in their hotel room and put on a fucking mask? They went to a casino, for real? That the is, Cardinals did? That is what is re- being reported as how this coronavirus struck the Cardinals organization this weekend is that a couple players went to a casino and has now infected the team. They had two positive test results before the Friday game. They've had at least four more test results today that were positive on different players that had contact with those players. A casino. A fucking casino. You can't stay in your hotel room for one goddamn night so that you can play baseball. I'm I'm going to put this out there, and this is something that if you asked me four, five years ago, if I would ever say, uh, you would get me laughing. The National Basketball Association is currently better run than the Major League Baseball Association. 100% correct. They did it right. NBA did it right. That's my Bruce Vis. Well done. All right. We're on to breweries. Travis, do you want to just a quick recap of what breweries are? So, breweries is this. It's a kind of a take spinoff on um, memories. You know, breweries, memories. So, it's kind of anything that any of us has that relates to fun drinking related things nothing that involves an eventual death or serious injury or anything like that even though some of what we will talk about could have resulted in (laughs) death or serious injury so 1994 on a thursday i was hired um for a job that i had wanted really really badly and on that Saturday, about 40 hours later, I am on the roof of a good friend's house on Jeffers Road in Eau Claire. I'll even give the address. It's 4612 uh, Jeffers Road. You can find it. And back in the day, I could drink a whole lot more beer than I could today. So I was kind of a fun-loving guy, but, uh, you know, the amount of beer that you drank, 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, kind of, uh, you know, maybe established manhood a little more than it it does today (laughs) or should today. But anyway, so we are celebrating me being hired for that job I really wanted for a really long time. And we each got a case of our um, beer that we wanted the most, and we went up on the roof. When I say the roof, We went in the bed of my friend's pickup truck and a stepladder up to the peak of the roof. Oh, God. And we were drinking. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, we got to talking, we got to drinking. I don't know the exact amount, but we each had a a case of beer. And you climbed down from the roof safely, and the night went (laughs) out. The story is this. 
I don't know exactly how or when because it would just be completely unrealistic to say that I know exactly how or when it played out because I'd either had 18, 19, 20, 23 beers at the point. <laughs> Good but God. But at some point, my buddy Troy, whose name I will give, we're at the peak of his roof. It's his parents' house. Seven, or excuse me, 36, nine, or 36 uh, 12 Jeffers, Jeffers Road. <laughs> And we're up there, and now this is August. I got hired in August, so this gives you a little bit of time frame as far as, like, when. Because in, in April, it's not like September or October where it gets dark. It's very light out. So kind of tells you when we started on our one case quest. Oh. Yes. So we're up there. Oh, we boy. got his uh, Toyota Tacoma oh. fake one-half-ton pickup truck. <laughs> and all of a sudden, after 1920, maybe it was 2021 beers, I don't know, he decided he was going to jump off the fucking roof. And I swear to God, oh. I get it, because I've seen this before, because he's an idiot. <laughs> and he will make these spontaneous whatever and i'm i'm at the peak of the roof and my only goal is i'm having fun i'm drinking let's just not fall off the roof so i'm keeping <laughs> and so i see him sprint and he sprints to my left and all of a sudden he disappears wait he jumped off the it, peak it, it, oh josh was not like off the gutter fucking, it was like this stupid horizon navy Air he Force seems smarter navigator. than that oh he's an idiot you've met him i've you've met, met him Troy. yeah so anyway oh god uh, he goes out, and and I, prior to him sprinting for no reason off the roof, I'm sitting in my chair, which I have positioned pretty well. I've got half my chair behind, half my chair in front of me. I'm not, you know, making any significant. It's the smart thing to do if you're sitting on a roof drinking yeah, a case of beer. Yeah, and things were going well. So after, I don't know, two seconds, three seconds, four maybe long seconds, I make a sprint towards the edge of the roof. Why? Because I want to check on my buddy. Because Jesus Christ, he just ran and jumped off a roof, which is like three feet high. Three. And I don't know, three feet minimum, because it's a the four. Roof? It's the a four roof? foot high basketball hoop, hoop, and that's about where Wait. we're at. It's more like four Wait. feet. Wait, so, I'm hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold on. No, no, let me finish because this is important, and I will answer any questions you may have. So I have a few. You want to start now? Go ahead. Are, Are you? Is how, this house in a cubicle? How high is this roof? You said three feet. I've never seen a roof of a house three feet. I don't feet know tall. if I said three feet or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Time out. <laughs> I thought you meant three story for a, a second. He has a ten foot basketball hoop, and it's taller than that. You said four foot basketball hoop. Well, bear with me. I've been drinking. So what, where are we at? You, I, I, you just jumped off of a, a curb. I doubt the veracity of the story all of a sudden. There's, go, a cur- there's a curb line you were all sitting at, and you jumped off the curb onto the street. Because <laughs> I think where we're at. That's a little embarrassing. <laughs> well, continue on your 
epic Mount Everest of roofs. <laughs> we're we're uh, hiking Mount Kilimanjaro at the moment, and Troy decides to jump off of it. I'm not so sure where this went to the south, but obviously it was it when you did. said it was a three foot roof. <laughs> That's what it's it went a three to the foot south. Roof. Is that where it went? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good story until you described it as a three-foot roof. Whoops! So can we fix it if I describe it accurately? Why don't you describe it? How would you describe it accurately? I'll tell you what. Roll into any ranch house that you've ever seen in a basketball hoop. So we're what looking. We're looking at be anywhere between ten and thirteen feet on an accurate ranch house with and a normal basketball hoop. Yeah, we're looking at probably thirteen feet. We tried well, we to. Did. You said, right I'll take at, questions later. Right at the point where we started to, like, puff and puff. Yeah, you said we'll take questions. So we're, we're going to call this between 13 and 15 feet. You know, it's one of the best stories ever, so I apologize <laughs> for anyone that... <laughs> that part is so accurate. All of it's accurate. I just mm. didn't do a very good job describing it. This four foot roof, like, the, this yo, <laughs> you need, need to intervene and say, hey, Travis, you have higher than that. The best part of this is Travis's mom is right behind him, like, yeah. <laughs> contradicting any <laughs> outrageous claims he tries to make. Yeah. There's a three-foot roof, Travis. You're an idiot. <laughs> anyway, it was a very high roof, and if we need to get somebody on board to describe it, we will. I think we have a good description now, so Jeez, please continue. Right. And I apologize. So, knucklehead, my friend jumps off the roof from a height that is quite high, and I take a, a certain amount of time, and I'm like, holy shit. Because I think he probably hurt himself because I know, regardless of how drunk I am, we're pretty high up. You can't jump, just jump off like that. So I go sprinting towards the corner of the garage and my right foot hits the drain gutter. Instead of uh, stopping, I it gives away. It completely crashes. Oh. And at about the time that he had just recovered apparently himself and towards the garage, I fall on him and he buckles and his knee hits me right in the thorax. That's right. Oh. I know it was And for 10 to 15 seconds, maybe it's 5 to 10, I'm not sure, I couldn't breathe. I mean, legitimately couldn't breathe. I just got hired for my dream job, and son of a bitch, <laughs> I'm dead now because I jumped off a whatever. So, so, jumped, off a, jumped off a curb line. Well, you know what, Justin? i got to tell you. I will take responsibility for just about anything. I raised my hand for that was stupid. But this one was for real. And oh, oh my god I can't even imagine And I really oh. thought I was dead It's like I dreamed about this job And going through Jesus Whatever and oh. now I can't breathe Because I just jumped off Following a guy at my <laughs> I got hired Celebration um, And that's what happened Oh lord Oh I'm my sorry. god we I, Quite alright Oh my god There's there's no way that I can top this. No, we're just filling yeah, time at my, this point. So I'll, I'll get through mine quick. Um, this was a few years ago um, on New Year's Eve when a few of us had, we had the same night off by by some nice chance. So we got all the couples together, all the uh, 
all my coworkers and, and wives and, and husbands and whatnot and went out to a uh, sushi place. And to have sushi and whatnot, we all got dressed up very nice, and it was great. And we went there, and we found out that were you there for this, Justin? No, I've heard this okay, story. You've heard the story, right? Yeah. So we get there, and we find out that they have a beer on special called Chang, yeah. which, according to the label, is Thailand's number one beer. Drink two dollars, two dollars a bottle. Drink it up! Like holy lord! So it turned into a Chang night, and it was Chang after Chang after Chang. A lot of Changs. There was some low main in there too. Right? There's a lot of low main involved. Yeah, especially by one one certain individual. Lots so of low main. We and uh, one of our coworkers. We'll discuss his name later. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about him later. Right, yep. So we end up in my basement where the first few podcast episodes were were uh, recorded, and the the drinking continues. And it's New Year's Eve, so it was it was game on and he ended up dropping a glass and smashing it all over my floor mm. and he lived almost an hour away at least an hour at away. least an hour away thank god his wife was with him and, and she was being sober so she not drinking not drinking so she drove him home and we later learned out that he at some point left for for the evening to go home and on the way there he got sick and needed to throw up so down the window rolls going down highway 94 at about 75 miles an hour and just barfs his guts out chang and low main all over the side of the car just completely oh this must have been 2014 yep yep so we were we were all working together at that point 2014 barfs over the side of the car he somehow managed to get low main vomit on the r- inside roof of the car. Yes. Now I don't know how that happened. If he somehow it had to be gravity or some or the, some weird wind effect. Einstein would be able to tell us more. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he so Chang night turned into low main night on the roof of his wife's car, which he then had to go out the next morning completely hungover yes. and clean up all the vomit and low main and Chang off of not only the side of her car but the inside interior roof the of carpeted car. roof of the yeah the car. carpeted roof yeah. of the car so yeah it's gross yeah that's my All brewery right. my brewery my brewery reminds me of a an episode of seinfeld in which there's nothing wrong with that oh boy it just so happened that this is what happened so i think i've previously previously mentioned uh, a brewer's game in which Excuse me. All right. It was one of my favorite moments of being able to go out in the field, look up, and just have that pregame moment. That night, uh, we decided to, as a group to go out to the bars. Oh, We're yeah. downtown Milwaukee or around Milwaukee downtown, and... Uh, we're really not sure of where to go because we're from not in the Milwaukee area. Well, one of the people in the group pipes up, and he says... Oh, I'm from this area. I can point you to some good bars. All right, let's follow him. So we get to this bar, and it's a German bar. It's this, okay, it's this German bar, and there's uh, German language on the on the uh, on the, the windows Welcome and the neon. And... The neon line lights have German language on it none of us speak german we don't know what the hell is going on so we go in and there's a group of 
six to eight of us and we pile into this booth and we're drinking our German beer out of this beer stein and all of a sudden one of the people in our group says hey hey take a look and we see two by two people going to the bathroom like (laughs) was I there for this yes you were oh yeah yes you were and so yeah two by two these people are going to the bathroom and they're they're both males like we've got male couples going into the bathroom and so we notice it for a while and we think nothing of it and then after a while it continues we start looking around like god it smells like sauerkraut in here that's a german bar okay maybe they're serving sauerkraut (laughs) and then we continue to watch and we look around and we're like what the fuck is going on here not that there's anything wrong with what's going on. Sure. We're just sort of confused at it. You know, there's a lot of guys in the bar. We're like, all right, well, let's go to the next one because it's it's the night is young and we want to visit many places in Milwaukee while we're here. So we exit the bar and we're like, this is the strangest fucking place we've ever been in. At that point, we look up and notice a pulsating sausage neon light above the <laughs> above the uh, the bar doors, which we did not notice there. the first time. It oh. is a pulsating bratwurst, and oh. the person that brought us there would not tell us what the German language was, but we are all certain that we just went into a gay bar not knowing it. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but... That would probably not have been the first bar choice, considering the group of people that we were with. <laughs> it was it was shocking, and it made the rest of the night. And there are other stories with the rest of the night that oh boy. I am not able to speak to. Publicly. Oh jeez, oh lord. Well, that was a very disturbing brewery. I'm glad I could end the brewery segment on that. Oh man. All right. Well, I. I don't know how else to, to end it other than with Justin's pulsating sausage. So It is a pulsating sausage, and it's a neon light. All right. I, I, I guess we're done, guys. Thanks. We'll uh, take a little break and start the... Until next time. Start the Twilight game of the doubleheader. Thanks, everybody.